Today on CityCast Boise, you know that mural on the side of the Oliver Russell building? It's of a strong man, topless, flexing, and underneath it says, I love you. It's hard not to wonder the story behind this one, and today we'll hear it from the artist, Grant Olson. He's joined by Emma Arnold, a longtime friend, who also wants to know why on earth he moved to Meridian. It's Wednesday, November 22nd. I'm Evelyn Avitia, and this is what Boise's talking about. Hi, Grant. Welcome to CityCast Boise. Hey, Emma. So good to have you here. So for people who are maybe aren't familiar with you or with the mural that you painted, or maybe they don't even live in Boise, describe the mural that you painted that's come to be known as the I Love You Man mural. I mean, it's a pretty simple sort of almost stencil looking image of a bodybuilder flexing and underneath it just in bright red letters, it says you know, block print, really thick and easy to read. Uh, just says, I love you. So, you know, it's downtown on 11th and front on the side of the um, Oliver Russell building. And yeah, it's nice because basically if people are getting off the freeway coming downtown, you know, they come down 11th Street, then they'll see it. Or if they're going out west and down Front Street, they can see it. Are you okay with the sort of, I guess, like name people have developed? Was that your name, the I Love You Man? Or that's just what people started calling it? No, I didn't. I mean, honestly, I didn't have any expectations for it in terms of naming. In ter- I mean, I didn't put my name on it. So, you know, it's just one of those things that just kind of came about with its own momentum separately from me. How did you decide to do this project? So it comes from two places. One, my Russian grandfather, when he was in his 60s or 70s, went to a photo studio and got a glamour portrait of himself uh flexing shirtless shirtless Shirtless? yeah yeah exactly so it's this like it's from some portrait studio in seattle from the 60s and it's just it's like sort of this iconic family image of like vanity yeah grandpa feeling it feeling himself feeling good feeling strong yeah yeah and so then i also you know, I, I read a lot of comic books, or I used to at least, and I, I have a lot around that I would use for reference. And there was this ad in particular that was sort of an, like a later version of the Charles Atlas comic strip with the guy getting sand kicked in his face. But it was just like an image of like this bodybuilder, you know, looking super tough, saying that, you know, you could look like him if you bought our vitamins or whatever it was. I don't even remember what they were selling. And so I basically just brought those two together and I made a Christmas card And the Christmas card, all I was trying to do was just express like, you know, here's this like symbol of strength that, you know, loves you, which I think is a, you know, really simple, you know, idea. I cut my hand so many times I was making, I made it with a lino cut and I probably should have gone to the hospital, but but I didn't. (laughs) So I got some scars on my thumb from it. And then I later did this series of paintings of um, circus acts. And so I, you know, brought that image back for, um, you know, the, the, image of a strong man and then when they were building the there's the big parking garage on the corner of eighth and front when i saw those six-story towers going up there were the you know there's the two stairwells going up i thought to myself oh i'd like to put this image on those and so it could loom over front street as people are driving by 
because I think it's a really calming and reassuring message as you're, I mean, for a lot of people, like as you're about to go into really terrible traffic and driving into West Boise, which can be fraught with its own very specific anxieties. It didn't work out because they ended up building those apartments in in between them. So I was talking with Russ one day at Oliver Russell and Russ Stoddard, and he he was okay with it. He said, yeah, let's, let's do it. You know, it was, you know, it's nice. It's, I mean, I think it actually worked out a little better in, in some ways being smaller and being, you know, it's still big, obviously in the way that it can be seen, but I think being smaller, it can make it a little bit more of a personal gesture. Like you found it and it's yours and your connection with it, as opposed to this big looming thing that like, you know, it's clearly separate from the people that it is inter- interacting with. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm I'm picturing it on the side of that other building. And I think you're right. It would have felt more like scary father figure. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I want it to be like a strong, like calming influence, not like a uh, terrible, like God image. Yeah, not the vibe. It also kind of like inspired a bunch more murals on that, in that same area, right? Like after the I Love You Man mural went up, then I think Russ Stoddard and whoever else decided to do Inspiration Alley right behind there. You oh, were kinda, sure. So you were kind of the first right there. You know, I think there are some interesting sort of bigger, more public things that are on the sides of buildings now, but I, I think there are other ways to approach it. And so I was just trying to come at it from a place of, of you know, here's this, you know, the, the first big piece that I did in Boise was this was these 16 panels that were each four feet square from this yearbook that I'd found from, 1938 from what is now Idaho State University. But it belonged to this young woman who, you know, clearly didn't write in it herself, but it was all inscribed by classmates of hers. And so it told this story of, you know, she and this boyfriend that she had at the time and, you know, their their agreement to get engaged and get married and move on from there. And then you saw all these other people sort of referring to it in different ways, ranging from like people who didn't know, like there was a guy who was like, Hey, I'd sure like to go on a date with you sometime to like, you know, the guy himself who was like talking very lovingly, the fiance, you know, you know, so I put that on the back of the record exchange building where the sector 17 also did a mural, which now is being covered up by the giant building that's built next door. But yeah, I mean, those are the kind of things that I wanted to do was just open up space to different ideas and allow it to be, you know, this, this cool thing. Did not realize you did the record exchange one as well. What else do you have around town that I don't realize that you're not signing that people don't even know Grant Olson did? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you sneaky. You're sneaky. You're out there. You're all over buildings. You're just not signing stuff. Is that kind of on purpose? Do you not want it to like come back to you or be about you? The second, the latter, more so than the former. I don't mind if people know that I made it. I just, it's not about me and especially big public work like that. Like, you know, the thing that I found over time is that it doesn't really matter who made it. You know what I mean? Like it's, it, to me, it's far more important that it just exists. You know, while I still see it and I still recognize that I made that, it's not about me. You know, I'm just as reassured by it as other people or also put off by it at times. Where I'm like, <laughs> God, I wish that was better. You know what I mean? Oh, I know exactly what you mean. I was just at this festival down in California and someone came up to me at like at, at the end of the festival and said that what they really I, I'm like getting chills because I'm so embarrassed about this. But they said that they really what they loved about me as a comedian was that I'm so vulnerable in my work that not only do you get to see like from my first album to my most recent 
you d- not only do you get to see like me grow as an artist, get better at comedy, but also like become a much better person. And I was like, thank you so much. I mean, that is true. And I'm glad that you see the work on both sides, but like kind of this like very sweet compliment, but also just this, like, like you said, cringy reality of like, I forget those things exist. And then somebody's mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, I watched a video of yours from 2013. I'm like, don't do that. Don't, don't, why are you doing that? Knock it off. There's stuff that's recent. I'm better now. Yeah, I think that's sort of, I think that's always your role as an artist, like after something's released, like Mm -hmm. let it go. It doesn't belong to you anymore, but also like make sure that it stays in the state that you left it in. Yeah, I agree with that. I've seen people from other towns uh, visit Boise and then post pictures with the I love you man, you know? Oh, and that's sweet. You've been a Boise fixture, uh, like an icon a little bit since I was like a teenager. I, I mean, Whoa. I remember seeing you when Don't Tell, but I used to sneak into the Neuralux uh, or the Crazy Horse as a kid, you know? And I remember seeing you with your big beard and your braids like since forever. And you're... It's me. <laughs> that's those, you. Those, I know. Those are so new to the world. But I like that <laughs> I like that you see me as that from then. From always. Yeah. It's it's like imprinted on my mind for forever for you, I guess. But, yeah, I used um, to have a really short haircut and a very clean shaven face. I know. I guess retroactively, I've applied the beard. Oh, God bless. You're fine. <laughs> well, it's, it is iconic. So, but I wanted to say like you've You've always been around Boise. Like you were one of the people for years I knew I would bump into if I went downtown. I'd bump into you at Flying M or I'd bump into it at, into, at the at the Neuralux or at the co-op or whatever. But you just recently moved to Meridian and mm-hmm. it honestly kind of feels like the end of an era to me. <laughs> like he, Grant Olson in Meridian, what's happening? What have we done, people? Well, I mean, some of it is, you know, that Boise got really expensive over the last four or five years, you know, which was yeah. pretty taxing. and this opportunity came up and it's this, it's just a, it's a much better fit for me who I, you know, where I am right now, both, you know, literally and figuratively where I get to be in this weird old farmhouse from the twenties. It's pretty beautiful. And when I pull into my driveway, it's just derelict farm buildings, you know, weird, beautiful birds. So this was mostly a financial decision, but then you're kind of excited about living in Meridian. Like it's starting to feel like home out there. Oh, yeah. No, it's great. Like the house is wonderful. The space is great. Like we won't we don't need to get into like all of the ins and outs of like growing up because that's obviously a very long podcast and a maybe (laughs) very depressing podcast. But I did grow up in on farms in Wendell and Twin. And because, you know, sometimes my my growing up years were very difficult uh, at times. And So I have a tendency to compartmentalize all of it and just kind of push it back and just be like, that was all terrible. Just whatever. I'll just live where I'm living now and do what I'm doing. But yeah, I think there was a day where I'd gone out there and unloaded some stuff and some friends came by to visit. We were just sitting on the back porch and I just felt this like sense of calm come over me. And it really was just like just staring at a sunset over a hayfield and watching these beautiful birds flying around and just, yeah, it's it's pretty amazing what it's doing for my brain. Yeah, like you said, a lot of, it's gotten so expensive here. And we just had the um, uh, 
someone from the back artists on a very young artist. And I, we were talking to him about being a young artist and how, and he had so much enthusiasm, you know, cool. for Boise, being an artist in Boise. I know I was kind of surprised actually. It was very sweet. I thought he was going to be like, enough with this city. I'm done with it. But he, instead he was just like really enthusiastic, even though he's working like two or three jobs to be able to afford here, you know, to sure. live here. Do you think, I, I just makes me wonder, you know, as I'm not going to say an old artist, but not young, young man artist anymore. Sure. Do you still think people can make it as artists in Boise? It's challenging. And I think it presents a lot of deep questions for the people who are going through it. Obviously, I think it's it's possible. I think it's, you know, one of the big appeals for so long with Boise, you know, like I said, having grown up in the, in Twin Falls and Wendell was that it was a city that was close, and so it was a little bit more sophisticated and a little bit more, you know, exciting, but it also was still really inexpensive compared to, you know, a lot of the, you know, close-ish close, close -ish cities. I mean, we're basically an island, right? But, like, you know, it was infinitely cheaper than Seattle or Portland or San Francisco or Salt Lake, and so a lot of people ended up here and created this really great community you know, from all over the state and, you know, obviously even from other places. But I mean, to me at this point, the fundamental question is like, can you do the same thing here that you can do in a bigger place like Salt Lake or Portland or wherever, and basically be paying the same amount of, of rent? Or even if you're paying a little bit more, you would be making a lot more at your job that you're working at, because those are cities where you get paid a little better and, you know, have a lot more access to public resources and community sharing and all kinds of things that, you know, are growing up here, but it's, it's, it's pretty difficult. Yeah. But I, you know, we've both watched Boise change so much over the years. Uh, are you still rooting for, her? are you still rooting for Boise? Like, do you feel optimistic about the growth and stuff or do you feel bummed out? I mean, I feel terrible saying it, but I mean, to be truthful, like, yeah, the last few years have been, you know, watching, especially watching friends of mine having to make really hard decisions, you know, based on, you know, the finances, based on the politics, based on a lot of things. And, you know, people I know have had to make really difficult decisions to walk away from, you know, jobs they loved or family that they lived near or friends that they'd formed really great relationships with, you know, jobs that they really enjoyed. And yeah, it, it, it doesn't give me a lot of hope. I mean, when I see how much extraction exists these days, you know, whether that's economic or political, it's just, you know, it's really upsetting to me, you know, and, and there are some stalwarts out there who are standing up for people. And I think there's a lot of, you know, cool community engagement where, you know, people are creating their own resources and their own ways to handle a lot of the problems that are not being attended to. But it, you know, a lot of times it feels like, you know, swimming against the current and it's just getting faster and faster, you know? So, I mean, no, I'm not super hopeful, but I do know that there are cool people out there who are willing to put up for a little while at least, and we'll just see how it goes. Yeah, I've lost a lot of friends who they a lot of my friends have moved in the last few years as well. And mm -hmm. uh, when we were, I was talking to Ryan from The Backyardist, he was saying, I, you know, do I feel like the city is not really mine anymore? Because I was asking him, like, as a young person, do you feel like this is your city as an artist? And he asked me and I was like, oh, I guess not. But part of me is like, do you think that that maybe that's just part of aging as an artist is no, you don't think so. You think it really is just the growth that we've experienced. I don't think that 
you know, getting older is part of the issue. And I don't, you know, I don't feel, yeah, I don't feel like there's any issue in terms of relevance or any of those kind of things. I just literally feel like when I see kids like you're talking about who are like in their early twenties, who are trying to figure this out and they're just like, okay, cool. I guess I'm going to live with six people and work two jobs and also do all this other stuff on the side. And it makes you feel like you're, whatever that art is, whatever it is you're working towards, your craft that you're sort of practicing becomes secondary. It becomes, uh, uh, you know, like a lot of uh, people who, hey, Emma, do you, have mm-hmm. any, do, you have, do you have any family in your life that are like, uh, oh, how's your, how's your hobby going? Comedy. <laughs> oh my know? God. After my, la- my album came out yeah. um, and I had that big album release party, one of my relatives came up to me, we were talking afterward and she said, when are you going to finish college? <laughs> I was like, well, <laughs> so yeah. so we still don't feel like this is a viable uh, situation. <laughs> and that's the thing. So yeah. like, you know, it, but you do that to yourself in some ways when you get in that situation where you're like, you know, working so hard and doing so much and really giving short shrift to your practice. And I feel like, you know, that's what's going to choke a lot of people out of that. Even the the idea that you could do it. Um, which is really heartbreaking. But what do I know? <laughs> well, plenty. Well, before I let you go, what's next for Grant Olson? Like, what are you? What are you working on? Does it? Can the city of Meridian expect a a new beautiful mural? I hadn't really thought about working here yet. I don't really know. I don't know this place necessarily or how I fit here. Speak of, but I am working on some new paintings that I'm pretty excited about. Thank you so much for doing this. This has been so much fun. Come back anytime. Thank you. I, I, I would love to. You're a wonderful host. That's all for today here on CityCast Boise. The show was produced by Grant Irving and me, Evelyn Avitia. Blake Hunter writes our Hey Boise newsletter with the help of Adrian Gonzalez this week. Our music is by local band Up Is The Down Is The... If you enjoyed our show today, leave us a review. It helps other people find us. We'll be back on Tuesday with more local stories from around the city. Bye!